So it turns out the Ducks might actually be historically bad in one sense. There's a dubious record that the Ducks might very well end up getting. I'll tell you what that's all about on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So, as I mentioned, I'm J.D. Hernandez. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day or your second listen or your third listen. Maybe you're listening to multiple episodes in a day. And if that's the case, good for you. You guys are awesome. So I don't know if you could tell right now, but it is raining right now. And this might be coming out a little bit later than expected because power has been a little bit iffy today. So we're going to try to just push through with this episode. So as I mentioned at the top, there is a dubious record that the Ducks might end up getting. And it's worse than you think. Much worse than you think. So let's talk about the broken record that I've been talking about all season long. You ready for this? Shots on goal against the Ducks. I've been sounding like a broken record when I've said that the Ducks have allowed 40 shots on goal. They've allowed 40 shots on goal. They've done that an awful lot this season, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They have played a total of 59 games this season. Let me repeat that. They've played 59 games so far this season. And out of those 59 games, I think this is so bad. It deserves a graphic. 32 times the Anaheim Ducks have allowed 40-plus shots a whopping 32 times out of 59 games. That is over half of their games. If they allow this nine more times, well, that'll be half their games, and that will also be a horrible NHL record to have. That's not a record that you want to have if you're the Anaheim Ducks, but there it is. We're about nine, ten games, well, about ten games away from breaking that. No team has had that happen in half their games. In fact, the Ducks, as of right now, have the record for most shots against per game. They're allowing 39.6 shots per game. That is, as of right now, an NHL record. Since the NHL began tracking shots in 1960, the record belongs to the Washington Capitals, 38.3 shots per game. And that was in an 80-game season. So for the Ducks to break a record, like I said, 32 times. That's bad. For the Ducks to break a record set by the Washington Capitals, a team that has eight regulation wins 
you know what's bad. Oh, and by the way, the Ducks barely got their 8th regulation win of the season in their 59th game against the Washington Capitals. And the record is set by the 75 Washington Capitals with 8 wins. There's another team that also had 8 regulation wins. I'll talk about them in a second. For the Ducks to not even break 8 regulation wins left in this season is a testament to how god awful this team is. They're bad, folks. They're beyond bad. Whether you want to call it tanking, whether you want to call it something else, and I'll get to the nitty-gritty about that. There's a plethora of reasons this Ducks team is bad. One would say injuries. Injuries has been a factor for the Ducks. Has it been that much of a factor? Uh, Maybe so. Are the Ducks... That much worse without Jamie Drysdale? The correct answer is, well, yeah, they are worse without Jamie Drysdale. When Jamie Drysdale was around, they did allow a lot of shots, but they also had some high-quality chances, and they at least looked like a more complete team. Maybe that's the best way to put it. They looked more complete at the time. Right before he got hurt, and he got hurt pretty early in the season. In fact, we've got to go all the way back. I mean, going way, way back to the first month of the season. The first month. And as I'm looking at some of the nitty-gritty stats right here, he was out before that game against the Canucks where they allowed too many shots. He was out before that game against the Sharks. I mean, we're really going way back here, aren't we? Let's take a look at that game against the Sharks. When I was admittedly not watching, I was flying into New York. That was just a crap show. Is that the best way to put that game? Yeah, it was a crap show against the San Jose Sharks. That game against Toronto, hey, the Ducks won that game against Toronto. And you know what? I think that was the first game that the Ducks played without Jamie Drysdale. In all those games with Jamie Drysdale, and there wasn't a whole lot of those games. Unfortunately, it's kind of a small sample size. But when Jamie Drysdale got hurt against the Vegas Golden Knights, they still looked decent they allowed 40 plus shots a total of four times in nine games or eight games rather but even then it wasn't a whole lot of shots and the ducks at least weren't allowing a whole lot of high danger chances yet keyword yet the quality of those shots against were not that bad Yet, the exception being that game against the New York Rangers. That was it. So Jamie Drysdale, while he did make a difference, I mean, I have I have made it sound as if Jamie Drysdale was the difference, and he might well have been. But I think having Jamie Drysdale there would have been the difference between allowing forty plus shots thirty two times as they are right now instead of 
you know, you know, maybe it would be 28 or 29 times instead of 32 times. So it is a difference. It is a marginal difference, but it is still a difference. And this Ducks team might have picked up a couple more wins in there. Because look at the games while Jamie was there. They beat the Kraken 5-4. to four. They lost to the Islanders 7-1. to one. They lost to New York Rangers 6-4. to four. They lost to the Devils 4-2. to two. They lost to the Bruins 2-1. to one. They lost to the Red Wings 5-1. to one. They lost to the Lightning 4-2. to two. And then they lost to Vegas 4-0. So while you could say Jamie Drysdale, while he played, the Ducks were losing games... They were losing games, yes, but those are all playoff teams. The Islanders could be a playoff team. The Rangers, they're a playoff team. The Devils, they're a playoff team. The Bruins, best team in the league. The Red Wings, they could be a playoff team this season. The Lightning, they're the three-time defending Eastern Conference champions. Vegas, don't get me started on Vegas. So those are all quality teams. And now without Jamie Drysdale, where where are the Ducks? They're lost. They're completely lost. Worse than they were before. So injuries could be one reason why the Ducks are as bad as they are. Another reason could just be coaching. And while that feels like the cop-out answer um, has... Coach Eakins done a whole lot in the past month. I mean, just from pure observation in the past maybe month or so, and this was actually confirmed to me uh, by someone else. I won't mention names, but I will just say that uh, someone else that's a pretty decent source has observed that Dallas Eakins has not talked a whole lot while he's on the bench. The communication has gone almost to zero in the past month. It's almost as if he's, I don't want to say he's given up, but he's resigned himself to the fact that this Ducks team is not going anywhere this season. He knows he's on the last year of his contract. He knows that the Ducks are not going to make the playoffs this season, and he is just playing this out, ready for the season to end. And with, you know, 23 games left, I believe I have that number right. 23 games left. I think Eakins knows that his time is not long with the Anaheim Ducks. So that's just the observation. All right, I'm going to get to the actual the actual record. I mean, yeah, the 32 times, that's climbing towards a record. But there's another worse record that the Ducks are heading towards right now. And I'll tell you what that record is on the other side. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And folks, if you want a protein bar that tastes good, that tastes like a chocolate candy bar, then Built Bar is for you. It is packed with at least 15 grams of protein, only about 4 grams of sugar, only on average about 150 to 170 calories and there are so many terrific flavors out there including cookies and cream which you could find at your local walmart or your local sam's club or you could try the built puffs flavors 
like the animal cookie one. Maybe you want to try the new limited edition maple donut built puff. Or maybe you want to go OG and get the churro puff. If you want to try those flavors, head over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. All right, you ready for another graphic, guys? Because this one's going to stay up for almost the entirety of this segment. So let's get right into it. I'm just going to mosey on out of the way here and tell you that this is the actual record that Ducks fans should be really upset about. Most shots against in one season by one team in NHL history. Yes, this is in NHL history. Shots began getting recorded in 1960. So this is across 63, rather 62 seasons. 1960-61. And out of all those seasons, the Ducks are barreling towards a bad record. And looking at this, you know, chart that I have in front of me, thanks to NHL.com, the first season we really saw this stat in use was the 1960-61 season. All right? And look at the top of that list. Most shots against in a season. That belongs to the 1993 San Jose Sharks. Now, remember I mentioned there was a team I was going to come back to. That's the team. That San Jose Sharks team, first off, played their home games at the Cow Palace. So, you know it's bad when you've played your home games at the Cow Palace. And, you know, that 93 Sharks team allowed 3,080 shots against. That was in an 84-game season, mind you. So, the shots against, on average that season was only 36.7 shots against per game. Only 36.7 shots. (laughs) That's not bad, right? Yeah, 3,080 is still a big number, folks. Oh, and by the way, that Sharks team also got eight regulation wins in a season. So while all of you are saying, oh, the record is eight, thanks to the Washington Capitals, in fact... They share that record with the 93 San Jose Sharks. Oh, and look who's second on that list. That same 1975 Washington Capitals team. 3,064 shots against. That's in an 80-game season. Shots against per game for the Capitals was 38.3. 38.3 shots against per game from that Washington Capitals team. The Ducks right now are at 39.6. They are on pace to break that record as well. And oh, by the way, look who's third on that list. This might be surprising, but also not. The 1994 Los Angeles Kings. 3,046 shots against. That's also in an 84-game season. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, why is that Kings team there? That Kings team is there because 
they were not focused on defense. They were focused on playing as fast a pace as possible. And also, there was some guy on that team that was going for a record. Wayne Gretzky was on that team. In fact, it was that 1994 season that Wayne Gretzky got goal number 802, 803, etc. That was the season he broke the NHL record for most goals for a career. A mark that Alex Ovechkin just met this season. Yeah, that was... Oh, sorry about that. That was when Wayne Gretzky passed Gordie Howe. And Alex Ovechkin just passed Gordie Howe earlier this season. So a little bit of a full circle moment here. But those are your top three teams. San Jose, 3,080. Washington, 3,064. 94 Kings, 3,046. Oh, and look who's on that list. This season's Anaheim Ducks. So far in 59 games and counting, 2,337 shots against. And that is, that is active as of right now. So they are 743 shots against away from breaking an NHL record. That that is a really bad record to have. And that shows you how piss poor this Ducks defense really is. 743 away. If they were to tie or meet San Jose, they'd have to have an average of 32.3 shots against per game to beat that San Jose record. Or conversely, if they don't want that dubious record, they need to allow an average of under 32.3 shots against per game. Given all the times this season the Ducks have allowed 40-plus shots, I don't see that happening. I don't see them averaging that low a number for the rest of the season. I think they break this. I really think they break this. They can get to 3,100. They might even get to 3,200 at this rate. Yes, that is the pace as of right now. If they keep this average of 39.6 and you multiply that across 82 games, that's 3,247 shots allowed in a single season. That would shatter the record. Yeah. When I say shatter the record, you know it's bad, folks. You know it's really bad. So there you go. And I will be updating this graphic as the season goes on because the closer we get, the closer the Ducks are going to get to making some kind of dubious history. Two seasons ago, the Ducks had an all-time worst penalty. No, that was a power play. An all-time worst power play percentage in league history. Remember that, folks? That was not all that long ago. In fact, you got to go back to only, what was it? The 92 season? No, I'm sorry. The 92 season had some bad ones there. There was some really bad power plays there. None worse than the Anaheim Ducks. 
with a percentage of 8.9%. And it was 2001, so I was kind of right on that. The 2001 Minnesota Wild had a 9.6 power play. The Ducks from two years ago, 8.9% on the power play. So the Ducks had a historically bad power play. The Ducks could now have a historically bad defense as far as this stat is concerned. What can I say? What can I say, folks? That is something to watch out for, I guess. All right, I'll have some final thoughts on those dubious marks. I'll just have some more final thoughts. Uh, Yeah, it's just so bad. I don't know what else to say at this point. I'll get through another segment. Stay locked in. Welcome back to this rainy edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As you might see, it's a little bit different now. It's also up a lot later than I would have liked since we've had, you know, some power flickering. You know, it's Southern California, but it's also been raining and snowing. I actually got snow earlier today where I'm at, oddly enough. So this is going out a lot later than I would have liked, but hopefully you guys still got something out of this episode. Uh, A couple quick notes before we wrap up. It's looking like the trade market is starting to heat up a little bit. Patrick Kane is rumored to go to the New York Rangers. That would be a big deal. Timo Meyer is held out for the Sharks game. I think trades are really going to begin picking up a lot more. And just heard that Nino Niederreiter just got traded from Nashville to the Winnipeg Jets for only a second round pick. If that's the case, I don't think Henrique is going to get much more than a, a third at this point. Only because of the recent injury. If Henrique was healthy, maybe the Ducks could squeeze, squeeze a first. But because of the injury and because the Niederreiter trade you know, got a second round pick, I don't see Henrique getting higher than a second round pick. Might not be worth it to trade him right now. Especially if he's injured. The Ducks might not get much in return for Henrique right now. So I think next week is going to be about some games. But I think next week obviously is going to focus much more on the trade deadline. That's coming up this coming Friday. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We're going to leave this segment rather short. Because there is a game later today between the Anaheim Ducks and the Carolina Hurricanes. The first in the division, Carolina Hurricanes. The Ducks just beat Washington, but Carolina, they're a different beast altogether, folks. So maybe, you know, hold off on celebrating any kind of win. Also, Columbus just won. So the Ducks are back in last place, but more importantly... They are back with the best odds to get Connor Bedard as of this recording. So, you know what? With only a few games left, 23 games left, let's embrace the tank, baby. Let's embrace it. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Uh, Be careful out there because for some of you, it is snowing. It is really treacherous out there. So, just be careful out there, folks. 
Once again, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, YouTube. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you for making this your first listen. And I won't be watching the entirety of the game. I am doing public address again tonight and doing a little bit of college basketball. So that'll be fun. Once again, thank you for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying, uh, please be careful out there, folks. It's really pouring out there. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together.